Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. At the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you, and I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. You know, most of us wouldn't consider ourselves hypocrites unless we were put to the test and we actually had visual proof that indeed we are. And I believe, including myself, that most of us at one time or another had had the pretense of believing or feeling one way and acting another way. You know, the biggest reason people often say is that they don't go to church because it's just a bunch of hypocrites in there. And you know what? Probably. But if you go, don't go to a hospital because there's a bunch of sick people in there, it's kind of the same thing because the church is supposed to help heal us inwardly as a hospital heals us outwardly, I might say. But when it comes down to the word hypocrite, it's actually from the old Greek. It's an old Latin, but also Greek origin that says a hypocrite is an actor, a good actor. While my mom was here visiting, we were looking at our pictures and our videos from 25 years ago when we all went to Greece, a family trip where all of the family, all of us were there in Greece, and it was hilarious. We all thought we were fatter. We all thought we were younger, and we all thought that we looked ridiculous. And one of the highlights was when I played the piano and sang the anniversary song while my mom and dad danced at this beautiful restaurant overlooking the lights of the Parthenon. And it was just the most glorious anniversary. It was their 55th anniversary. They went on to celebrate 70 before daddy passed away. But I thought about where they were and where we were. And we had just been to where the old actors had done their best performing during the days actually BC and on through Christ. There was a place in particular where Paul had done a lot of preaching into the grandstands that were no longer there, of course, but the were. And one of the things that they used to do when they would hold their acting and performances there, the audience would stand up and say, not in English, of course, but bravo, bravo, good hypocrite, which was hypo, hypo, K-R-I-T-E-S in Greek. So if you know a little Greek, you may know that. I know a little Greek. He lives downtown here and has a little Grecian restaurant. Just kidding. Stupid joke. Anyway, this also was paralleled when during the days of Christ, one week before he was crucified, just one week, not even a week, it was on the Passover before the Good Friday when he was crucified, 
They were all waving palm branches, if you're listening to this on Sunday. It's a palm Sunday, and they'd wave the palm branches up and down. Hosanna! Yes, O Majesty, leader of the world, our soon-coming king. They thought he was going to be really crowned as king and get all of the Romans out of there that were giving them ridiculous laws and put in a whole new form of government. And you know, one day he will. It says the government shall be upon his shoulders. And one day we will live under that majesty and that magistrate. But until then, we are all stuck with just doing the best we can until we face that final day when he comes back or we're called to be with him. And death is a 100% probability. That's right, we're all going to die. So do you want to die with living up to what you believe, what you say you believe? Or do you kind of follow in with those, and I will say of us, because I used to believe this way, I'd rather die and go to hell and be with all of my friends than to have to go to heaven and be with all of those hypocrites. Well, there will not be those hypocrites, so to speak, in heaven. And if your friends are in hell, I promise you they won't be partying and neither will you. So this is the question I ask. When you say one thing, are you two-faced? Do you turn around and do something else? Do you know who notices the most? And I had to remember this when I was teaching. Kids, young people, teenagers are the first to notice when we say one thing, but we act in another way. And many times people will be honest and say, well, you know, just do as I say, not as I do. That's not fair, is it? Maybe for little kids it is, but by the time we're all old enough to know better, don't we want to be better? Don't you want to be a better person today than you were yesterday? Do you want to be like those who waved the palms and said, Oh, great and mighty Jesus coming in, and they were throwing petals of flowers in front of him and waving branches and... That same crowd, five days later, were the ones who stood around the cross and yelled, Why don't you throw yourself down if you're really a Savior? Why don't you save yourself? And they had only forgotten that five days before they believed he was their king. I know there were two that especially learned a good lesson that day. It was the thief being put to death on the cross to his left, and the thief being put to death by the cross on his right. And both of these had different ways of looking at Jesus. One was saying, come on, Jesus, get yourself down off of here and save us. And the other one said to that one, well, he didn't do anything wrong. He's the one that doesn't deserve it. We both did wrong. We deserve this. And that one also turned to Jesus and said, Lord, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, and this is in Luke 23, Assuredly, I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. 
He said, today, that one thief that just called out his name said, you will be with me today in paradise. I don't know about you, my friend, but when I get asked theological questions about, well, do you have to be baptized to be saved? Do you have to do something to be saved? This thief didn't have any time to be saved, and Jesus already told him, today you will be with me in paradise. And he had not been the one that was mocking, the other one was. He had maybe been a hypocrite in the way he had acted in the past, I don't know. But he says the same that we get to, Lord, remember me, remember me. So is Jesus promising that repentant criminal that he would be with him that day in paradise? That's what it looks like. And so there may be other contradictions and different ideas that people have about biblical scenarios, but why even go into that? Why don't we just strive to be the people of our word? If you believe something, if you tell somebody else you believe something, if you tell them you're going to do something, then do it. And when others are looking at you, do they look at you and think, oh, I want to be like them. I want what they have. I want to go to church because what I see in them. I want to know more about scripture because I see what they do. Or do they look at us and say, oh, well, yeah, they're big churchgoers on Sunday, but look how they live. Or look how she dresses. Or look how he talks. Things like that, folks, really It's just better that we keep our mouth shut. Don't even try to be a witness to someone if you're going to speak like God and live like the devil. And why do I have the authority to say that? I don't have the authority. God does, but I do have the past history. I used to try to clean up my act one way and just squeak by and live another way. And I'm not going to say you do or you don't but you know. And I'm not saying we earn our way to heaven. That thief certainly didn't. He just came as he was without one plea. As we've just seen those who waved the palm branches now getting ready to crucify him, I don't ever want to be in the group that crucifies. I'd rather be the thief on the cross saying, Jesus, please, today, will you admit me before your father? Will you be my mediator? Will you forgive my sins? Because that's what we have to do, folks. And that's all. Just come before him as we are. He already knows all of our stuff. We don't get to dress up. We don't have to dress up. It's a come-as-you-are party. And he says, if you come to me, I will do the cleaning up. You don't even have to try to. I will do the fixing of relationships. I will do the healing. I will do whatever it is we need. He's the only one that can do it. And we get to go along for the ride. I pray that you would go along with me, my friend, because he's safe. He said he'll never leave us or forsake us. And he's there with us all the time, waiting patiently in line. And today, He's knocking on that door. Will you answer? What better time than Easter time? Resurrection Sunday, just as the thief on the cross did. Admit your sins and ask him for forgiveness and ask him to be the Lord of your heart. 
I did it too. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.